This episode of the Flight Risk Podcast is brought to you by... Everybody has a story, and not all of those stories are clear black and white issues, even when we think they are. We wonder, how did this happen? Or what is that like? Or what happens next? Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at IWB Podcast. Hey everybody, GM Dwayne here. I just wanted to give a quick heads up on this episode and probably the next couple that the production value will probably be a little bit less. The audio still sounds great, but my real life is kicking my butt and I don't have as much time available to do all the extra bells and whistles that I like to do on the episodes. So the episodes may sound a little bit different. The quality of the story will still be there, but it will be lacking a little bit of that regular flight risk style that you've all grown accustomed to and love so, so much. On this episode specifically, I did not have time to put together the introduction file that we do at the beginning, the player character introduction part. Uh, this is our group with Velvet as Anarchy, Matt as Quay, and Mark is playing Aaron. So those are our players this week. And when real life settles back down, I will be going back and probably fixing some of these episodes, doing a true Star Wars style remastering of some of my older work. So thanks for understanding. The episodes will still be coming out on time. They'll just lack a little bit of the polish. I also want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. Uh, Thanks to the Force Majeure podcast. Coruscant Knights, and to Stan Sitzman for supporting the show and uh, our craziness. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the story. A long, long, long time ago. But still kind of in the future. Not that it matters, because time's not even real anyway. So it's kind of a, you know that a Vosport is a kind of a big town, but it is kind of quieter now. The night is ending, so some of the shops may have closed, less people out on the, the streets and the, the walkways and whatnot. Uh, does Aaron Winstocker know his way around, like where he would get groceries in Vosport, or does he not come here enough? Oh, no, he hates this place. Too many people. It stinks. Everything's really close together. The ground's hard. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then you'll have to uh, give me a. There is something like I don't want to say underworld, but a knowledge check. Streetwise. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's the skill. Streetwise. It's not a skill we use too often. So I'm not the. Do you want to give us streetwise any any one of the three or all three of y'all? I'm not particularly wise about the streets. Uh, How difficult. Um, you guys have never been here, so. I'll just say hard. I mean, it's a city. It's It can't be really too difficult to find anything like that. So we'll say just two. I'll try it. So this is streetwise, right? Yeah, streetwise. Yeah, against the two. Well, Aaron really does not know this town. Hey, there you go. All right. I got uh, two successes and two threats. All right. So how does Quay use their, their honed avian senses to help? Uh, find a a grocer where you can buy these supplies. Uh, I think Que follows their nose like Toucan Sam and uh, <laughs> navigates using their uh, you know their their pretty good senses and uh, following the crowd. Que is not uh, a city person, but they know how marketplaces work and uh, the flow of goods because they're used to you know in their old life bringing things to the marketplaces on Arbuin to sell so they just uh, find where the flow of traffic is taking them and uh, they follow that until they get where they're going um still trying to seem like they're just a large bird i just uh imagine uh quay <laughs> just goes full toucan sam and just is floating off their feet and being 
brought by stances on their nose, that type of thing, <laughs> that whole nine yards. Yep. How can you smell anything over all that dung? I'm just imagining it's like a, a medieval city where just people are throwing slop out their oh, windows. Oh, yeah, it, it probably... That's all ice. Yeah. That's all air and seas. Yeah, that is probably... Yeah, <laughs> it probably smells pretty rank here. Even though now thinking of Toucan, yeah. I, I want a Quay brand cereal. It's, that's all I want now. <laughs> special Quay. Special Quay. <laughs> I would buy some special Quay. We'll see what we can do. If everyone is on is, board. Uh, special Quay made by Quaker. See? Quaker. Like volunteer <laughs> that our two threats are caused by uh, Lady Eris, who is still under the impression that we're like buying ingredients for something shady. It's just kind of mumbling. Wonder if there is a black market, <laughs> maybe some kind of Ebon Bazaar. All right. So as you're going, we'll say um, one of the threats is that as Quay is leading the group through the town, they accidentally bump into somebody, and Quay's hood falls off their head. And the, as you were trying to hide your identity a little bit, it is now on full display for everybody to see that there is. A giant. How tall is Bert? How tall is Quay? Oh, is like six I have feet, those answers somewhere. Quay is, Quay is big, so yeah, six feet. Orange, white, and blue feathers with a build that is bird average. So the hood falls off, and all of a sudden, people start turning, and you hear people pointing and talking and mumbling. You hear, what is, the, what is that? I've never seen that before. Is that, I think that's Aaron Winstocker. Did he catch a giant bird? what is going on? And they start going up and they start poking at Quay and asking Aaron questions about where did you find this? Does it do any tricks? Does it fly? Well, what is it? Everybody back off. It's it, it, the, the, it, they're very dangerous. Uh, you, you never know when they're going to snap the beak and, and, and take one of your hands off. Quay hopefully snaps their beak. <laughs> All right, so the people hear that snapping, and they, they step back and go, whoa. And, you know, Aaron has a reputation of being an animal person, so they're going to trust Aaron on this whole killer giant bird thing. And you just everyone kind of notices, and as you guys are making your way, you are definitely the talk of the town right now that Aaron Winstocker has finally come back to Vosport after God knows how long, and he brought a giant man-eating bird with him. <laughs> uh, the rumor, rumors going around that um, the giant man-eating bird has uh, killed a dust stalker just with exactly. their beak and uh, <laughs> talons. Bit their head off a dust stalker and drank its blood. That's what happened. And and uh -huh. six raiders. It's all going to tie together. That's how those rumors mills start. All right. So you guys mm -hmm. make your way uh, to the grocer. There's a, a, a small little crowd of people who are kind of like, Shuffling a bit behind you, but they're still kind of looking and watching as you make your way up uh, to a simple grocery stand, like classic farmer's market. There are tomatoes, there's apples, there's potatoes, basic ground vegetables all in baskets in front of this, this shop. And there's this older man who is slowly putting things away. He's getting ready to go in for the night. He sees you all walk up and he goes, hello, how, how, how can I help you this, this fine night? Gonna need to see your special stock. Ah, he goes over. Perfect. I have the best celery in all of Vosport. He points at his beautiful celery with the nice, strong green stalks. Is is this what you're looking for, ma'am? <laughs> is this what you is this what you need? Is there anything else you need? I'll, I'll glad you sell, sell you some. It's late and I need to get home and, and rest. And my wife has made dinner and I'm quite hungry. We we got a bit of a list. You have come to the, the perfect place. I have the greatest garden in all of Vosport. You can see a little uh, handwritten uh, parchment sign that says greatest garden in all of Vosport right there. He points at it. I made that myself. Oh, I'm impressed. Thank you. I, 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 I did study calligraphy when I was a youth. So what So what, what can I get you? What, what, do you, what do you need? Well, we're, we're going to need some tomatoes, some oregano, basil, uh, some cured meats. Uh, Jiminy, I whisper, mozzarella cheese. I have either goat or cow. Well, what do you two like? Tweet. <laughs> Tweet. 
gotta make that into a notification sound for my phone. <laughs> and our kids just gonna take advantage of that and be like, "No, they don't have those here." <laughs> oh, oh, ma'am, you you could speak to you could speak bird. That's amazing. Where did you learn that? I I can't reveal to you the nature of my powers, for they would tear asunder your tiny mind. Oh, the guy just. We'll take the goat. Um, he's confused for a second. You see him blink, and um, oh, oh okay, sure. Goat cheese. She even does the whole mind blown. <laughs> You're bringing all sorts of modern memes to this poor little town. <laughs> he's, he gives you the a little uh, satchel. He's got the cheese, oregano, some different cured meats, the tomatoes. Here, here, this is all. And uh, he gives you a price of. X amount of gold pieces, whatever it'd be worth. I don't know. A gold piece or two. I don't I don't know the weak economy. The balloons. <laughs> exactly. The <laughs> weak coins or whatever. So, so there you the go. The coinage is weak. It's still tangible. It's not digital. Like, creds are useless. So the man hands it over to you, and he, he looks at Aaron and says, You're contacting them, aren't you? They're the only ones who eat the cheese. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. Sword Swordfighter has told me about the ones who eat the cheese, and I think I think they this will be great. I'm glad you're calling them. I support you. Do not tell anyone. I do well, not want I'm... to die. But there are others. Okay. There are more than just me. We all support the paladins. Please take the cheese. It gives great. you the, the cow cheese and some extra cured meat. This is for them. Tell them thank you for keeping us safe. I feel like he would give us the coins back. Yeah, that's with the second bag he hands. You can hear that yeah, the coins yeah. are there. And if anything, you can hear that there's more money than you actually gave him. He's like, this, this is not much, but if it helps in any way, please take it and go. No, you take it back. You spread it out. If, if you don't want it, give it, give it to the people who need it. We'll, uh, we're we're going to take care of this. Thank you, Aaron Winstocker. Thank you. I will... I will tell everyone that Aaron Windstalker and his bird and, uh, and the please, and the woman please. with the crazy words had came and they are they are good people. They are good. Uh, you don't have to mention my name. What crazy words? You summon things with cheese. I've been filling these vials with blood for nothing. <laughs> he just smile. He just, just smiles and kind of does that kind of scared eye nod at at Aragius. Yes. You are very a very special one indeed. <laughs> I feel like everyone on week is lactose intolerant, <laughs> but this guy makes cheese specifically with the hopes that someone will call exactly. these people. He's got to, you know, <laughs> he 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 learned this trade and somehow over the years lactose intolerance became more prominent and no one really goes. They're all about that soy cheese out in week now. They're very hipster probably. So, he's got all this cheese he's trying to he's, load. He's Weeks soul exactly. cheesemonger. I'm sure he's gonna, next time you guys come to town, I'll have that on the sign under greatest grocer and cheesemonger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> then he'll be the big cheese. <laughs> All right, so you have your supplies, and um, yeah, you can either decide to try to head back out of town, or it's getting late. You could try to spend the night here. It's up to you. It's late at night. Who knows how safe the roads are at night of week? I think we could get back all right, but Lady, Ar- Lady Aris, you were looking for some kind of black market? Yeah, the Ebon Bazaar. That one here? I don't know the city very well, but maybe maybe Quake can sniff it out for us. Uh. Quay, do you think uh, you could help uh, Lady Eris find a black marker. Or do you think it's a, a dangerous gambit, and you want to head out of head out of Osport as quickly as possible? Um, you know, danger is Quay's middle name, so that's canon. Uh, Quay is perfectly happy to assist Anarchy with uh, some of their less, perhaps, well considered uh, ventures. So, oh, you want me to sure. try and find the? Uh, the less reputable part of the town, is that it? I mean, I resent the tone, but yes. <laughs> well, I'll see what I can do. I'm not sure how well pretending to be a bird is going to hold up in this circumstance, but 
I'll use all of my cunning. I mean, they're already all looking at you. You could probably talk. All right, so if you want to give... Uh, taps their beak. A uh, roll again of, a, of the streetwise. This is, since you're looking for something that's off the books, it's going to be a three purple instead of the two purple. Okay. This probably won't work, just so that we're all aware. I, and yet it did. <laughs> I got a success and a threat. <laughs> all right. God, you just love those threats on your rolls. It's all about balance. Absolutely. It's, you know, danger. All right. Middle name. So, exactly. It's on, the, it's on the character sheet, folks. If we ever post that to Patreon, you'll see. It's <laughs> Quay Danger Gorse. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Quay, yeah, you are making your way through a Voss port. Uh, the threat is that your little uh, menagerie is kind of getting bigger as people are, uh, more and more people are spreading rumors of this giant man-eating bird that drinks the blood of dust, dust stalkers in the morning and swallows raiders whole and it unhinges its mighty jaw and can swallow a person in a heartbeat. And they're just kind of all a safe distance away, mind you. They're probably a good, you know, 20, 30 yards away, but they're following and talking and you are the talk of uh, Vosport this evening. And you do finally get to a shop that does look a little on the uh, skeevy side. There's no real sign. There's a, a single candle in the window. Okay. You believe this would be a place that you'd probably consider the black market. All right. Quaid uh, gestures towards it with their head um, so that, I guess, Anarchy and Aaron uh, will see it. But then Quaid continues walking past it in an attempt to draw the crowd off okay. so that Aaron and Anarchy can do what they need to do without uh, too many prying eyes. So I think we would slow, slow our horses and let the, let the, let the party continue down the street. Yeah, definitely. All right. So Quay is moving, we'll say a couple more shops uh, down. I assume they aren't going too far away, um, but enough that the crowd has gotten past this uh, little questionable shop and Aaron and Anarchy are alone on their horses in front of this uh, shop. Quay is just out there trying to do like bird-like things, I guess, circling the block, pecking stuff. <laughs> Can there be like one of those big public stages just set up in in the oh, middle just, of a square? Sure, why it's not? Just, they probably have a some sort of theater or some so somewhere to give like town announcements or something like that, or probably where they do hangings as well. So. Yeah, yeah, they set it up as the gallows. Exactly, it's a, it's a multi-purpose arena. It's kind of like an elementary school. It's for assemblies yeah. and all sorts of stuff. It's definitely, yeah, sure. If Quay wants to go up there and give a show, they, they are more than entitled to. I, I yell, Quay, do, do, that, do that trick you're really good at. Uh, so what is the trick that Quay is really good at? Quay's... <laughs> 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 Good at doing okay. stunts and shooting things and piloting spaceships. And there are no spaceships here. Do barrel. Not yet. Probably do there. some stunts. Some flips. A little some par parkour. Some parkour display going on out there. Nice. Alright, so Quay is putting on an impromptu little parkour show. Aaron and uh, Anarchy, are you going to enter the show? Yeah. We'll try it in. All right, as you go in, there is a old woman who is sitting in a chair in the shop. You are just assaulted by just different scents of plants and herbs and mixtures of things that it's just over. It just smells like if you just jammed your face into the biggest barrel of potpourri you could imagine. It just almost like burns your eyes a little bit as you go in there. I think Aaron would um, step back and let Lady Aris do the talking. So she looks over at Anarchy and she doesn't say anything. She just eyes you and waits for you to see or to say or do something. I'm preparing a bouquet. Is it for someone you love or someone you hate? We're talking Requiem bells, not wedding bells. 
I don't know yet, but I'd like to be prepared. You sound just like me when I was younger. Always prepared. Always. I was never hurt. No heartache for me. So she gestures over to some uh, vials and containers of different things. These at the top. We're in them quickly and quietly. These. Yeah, in the middle. We'll end them slowly and painfully. These here. I don't know what these will do. I've not yet tried them. But I know they are powerful. Uh, I'd like to see if I can identify some of the mystery ones. Sure. Um, this would be... Probably, I mean, you're identifying herbs. I guess a survival check? Or what are you, what are you thinking of using for your... Is there a skill that you think Anarchy could apply to this? I mean, I'm trying to think. Education? Yeah, maybe education. Yeah, yeah I mean, that could, could just like be bookworm. If I know what these poisons are. I'll do education. Sure, do an education. Um, um, we'll just do two. And um, I'm going to give you one setback because the smell is so strong in here. It's kind of hard to identify individual scents, but it, you, you're... Kind of skilled, you might be able to do it. So two purple and a black against. All right, not too bad. I am so smart. That's the Marty. All right, so uh, yeah, you're able to identify uh, these little uh, potions and powders that this uh, old woman has mixed up. That they are definitely definitely strong poisons, and that you could either make. Maybe smoke bombs out of them, make them, dip them in weapons, use them in some way. But yeah, this lady is definitely telling you this: the stuff on the top shelf will kill people within in game terms, probably in like two rounds. The stuff in the middle will take probably four or five rounds, and then the stuff on the bottom, um, you got a bunch of advantage. Uh, what did you want the stuff on the bottom to be? Since you got so many advantage, I'll let you pick what the the third row does. You know what? Uh, I want something that's like the the rage spell. Okay, that just turns someone into like world a, here. a rage monster. Whatever the berserk bomb is. Sure. Yeah, it's definitely like uh, yeah, it's almost like it would be pure adrenaline or something like that. It's just gonna set someone completely off. So yeah. So you got your three different options of stuff that she sells. Uh, are you. What would you like to buy, my love? I'll go for the special effects experiment. So, um, do you have any uh, gold or any money on you? I, you've been here for a little while, so it wouldn't be a stretch to believe that in some of the work that maybe a sword fire gave you some money for helping out around the shop, so you might have enough to buy, um, I'd say, at least uh, two uh, vials of the stuff if you want to get Aaron to give you some more money. He's got a pouch full, uh, Richard sent you guys with, but you can at least get two on your own if you want to ask for more money that is on you. Oh, you need money? I just panned over the pouch. I don't know. I don't know what this is worth. I don't believe in money. Wow. <laughs> I don't believe in money. You know what? I mean, depending on how much is there, I think I'll try to go for two berserk bombs and maybe like one of the Coquins top shelf stuff. Okay. So she she takes them, puts them in individual little drawstring bags. Be careful with these. They will kill you just as easily as those you hate. I would hate to see someone as special as you be snuffed out too soon. And we'll say it takes about half of your money. Half of the money that you had on you. Has Anarchy figured out how money works? No, I, I just assume <laughs> that Anarchy, like, held one hand out with coins and, and an empty hand out. And they did the whole, <laughs> oh, there was those and she just picked out the ones she wrote from Anarchy's hand. <laughs> Yeah, Anarchy has enough of a concept that, like, she needs a to, uh, something to offer, but she's never really <laughs> sure what the exact amount is. <laughs> Just hold it out. How much do I get for this? <laughs> Basically. 
she, she takes the, the exact change she needs and closes your hand over the money that she doesn't take. Go. Go have a little anarchy, my beautiful one. She does, like, the little, like, preteen, like, silent shriek, like, ah, she knows my name. <laughs> All right. So you got a couple uh, adrenaline bombs and uh, one poison bomb on you there. All right, so you guys uh, head out of this nondescript little shop. And uh, is Quay still doing their performance, what? or have you tried to dissipate the crowd? Uh, I think Quay is waiting to see them emerge before attempting to uh, cool things down. Yeah, so you can see that uh, Anarchy and Aaron are back out of the shop. They're re, uh, I assume, mounting their horses, getting back up top, and kind of staring your direction. Mm-hmm. I give Quay uh, significant eyebrows. Quay attempts to do a backflip over the back of the stage and disappear. Okay, I'm going to make you do an athletic checks for that one, because that will be kind of cool. Um, Is that athletics or coordination, do you think? Um, dealer's choice. Okay. I'm fine with either one. Um, and just the one purple, because it's something I assume it's just a back. Okay. All right, we'll give it a shot. I got four successes and two advantages. All right, so you do probably the sweetest backflip the people of Vosport have ever seen. And to them, it like you just literally just disappeared. Probably as a magical bird person, that's one of your magical tricks. And people start talking and looking around. And you can almost feel a kind of panic because they don't know where the man-eating bird is anymore. And um, <laughs> your uh, advantages are going to be because they don't know where the bird man is, they are kind of scared. So they start clearing out. So the streets are almost turning to a ghost town now because no one wants to be swallowed whole by the giant bird. Quay heads for the, uh, I guess, the gate they came in from to rendezvous there. The same guard is there. He looks over and... So, it was really just groceries, huh? I, people say that all the time, and I assume that you're doing something else. And, huh. Okay. That's, well, thank you for visiting Bossport. <laughs> Come again. Yeah, just just groceries, nothing <laughs> suspicious. Yep, see you later. All right, thank you. Come again. We, we we have shows every every weekend. Come by. It's, it's your city stinks. <laughs> see ya. Hey, you stink too. When's the last time you bathed, Windstalker? Don't know the don't know the <laughs> meaning of the word. Gee. Bye. <laughs> Cock a doodle do. <laughs> We're like half a mile down the road. I'm picturing Windstalker now, like like Pigpen from friggin' Peanuts. Just the stink, the lines just falling as he goes. It's just dust. Dust lies just falling dust everywhere. everywhere. It's the dust of the road. <laughs> Alright, so you guys are... Alright, so you guys get back to uh, Swordfire's place. The ride is quiet. You don't hear the... Uh, the Dust Stalker, you don't know if it's eaten its uh, fill of raiders, is sleeping quietly on their bodies. Probably. Mm, oh, nice nest. little, yeah, nice little. Dust Stalkers are famous for that. Everyone knows that. They teach the kids that in school. <coughs> it's an old wife's tale, you know, if you go out into the woods, you'll end up as a bone nest for. Keep the kids in at night. So you get back, and uh, Richard has been cooking the meat. He's eaten a little bit of his stew. He's happy. Oh, you guys are back. You got all the groceries. Perfect. Perfect. It's not too late. I think if we start cooking now, we, we should have it b- before daylight. Because the paladins generally come out at night. So I think if we hurry, we can make these these meat pies and, and they will come. Let's do it. So he gets out of a flat pan. He puts that uh that what looks like kind of like pie crust down. It's starting to warm over the fire. He crushes the tomatoes in a little press that he has, spreads them over this uh, little pie area. He takes some of the cured meat. He takes some of the stew meat because, you know, you can't have too much meat a meat pie. He puts the cheese on top. It's a supreme this is meat a supreme pie. pie. Exactly. <laughs> well, we know the more meat you add on, the more likely the palate are going to show up. And he puts the cheese on. He leaves it over the the fire, 
And he sits back. Shouldn't be too long. Shouldn't be too long. I'll be ready. How was, how was Vosport? Is there, did everything go okay? Eh, it's fine. We got the stuff. And nothing, nothing suspicious. Nothing, nothing tragic happened on your way to town. Nothing, nothing worth. Eh, nothing worth noting. There's some raiders you won't have to worry about anymore. Oh, you killed more of the raiders. They they do bother people quite a bit in and out of town. That's that's good work. Sure, sure. You can smell the the dough crisping, the thing, the sauce in the meat starting to bubble. It does does smell uh, pretty darn delicious. And you see Richard. He opens up uh, the window. Almost like a cartoon, you could see nice scent lines drifting out of the window. He says, we just have to wait. If, if we are lucky, the paladins will appear. They they can't resist a meat pie. And as time goes, he's telling you more stories of Week, of Lord Momin, and how the Talons will routinely go into town and take tribute from people. That they have to pay up a certain amount of their goods and things to Lord Moment. And if they don't, the Talons will viciously attack their, their stores or just kidnap people who are never seen again. People live in fear and they know if they try to run that the Talons will find them. That there's nowhere for them to escape. That in Vosport, generally if you cross a Talon, your days are numbered. So they live in fear, but as long as you make your payments on time, you're safe because no one attacks Lord Moment. So you're safe from outsiders. It's just the price you pay for living in Vosport. He's deep into one of these yarns. You're probably getting bored from him because he just rambles because he gets really excited. He's a fast talker. Then all of a sudden you hear a knock at the door. It's a fast, quick knock. And a huge smile comes on Swordfire's face. Oh, it worked. <laughs> They're here. Wait. Ask them if they're caught. They need warrants to come in. Vampires also need a next uh, invitation. Quay has a hand on their crossbow. Should we not let them in, Aaron? We should do a perception check. <laughs> okay. We need to make sure it's really them. <laughs> sure. It might not be them. Okay, sure. You do a perception check to see if uh, what it might possibly be out the door. Um... Be a difficulty. Uh, two purple and we'll say one black because you guys were deep into a classic rich Richard Sorefire story, so you weren't really hyper aware of it. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take another black because we've all been up quite a for while. A long time. Stuff. So sure. So two purple. Just give myself another two black. Two purple, dime. two black. Sounds good to me. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try deception, and I'm gonna Threat. say. If you're cops, you have to tell us. And then I'll whisper to Quinn. No, they don't, but I don't think they have that here. <laughs> Quite I just a kind of threat on my perception check. Oh, if they're cops, <laughs> they definitely have to tell me. <laughs> okay, and then... Uh, trying to remember what my perception check is. There it is. Oh, no worries. Nice. Three successes and a threat. A threat, okay. So, Aaron is definitely more tired. He actually came riding in, so he's probably a little more fatigued. So, that's why he doesn't... It's been a long but, day. Uh, Quay and uh, uh, Anarchy, you definitely can hear movement outside the doors, and it does sound like four uh, humanoids, human-sized uh, beings are at the door. And you know that there's four paladins. You've heard that story. So, you know there's at least the right amount of people at the door. So, Richard gets up, goes over to the door. Trust me, this this is going to be amazing. You guys, this will change everything. This When I open this door, week will never be the same. And he opens the door, and standing there smiling are four Yin Churi. Yin Churi are... Uh, Turtleoids, I guess would be the nice, nicest way of saying it. 
So, four turtles uh, standing at the porch, uh, each holding uh, an individualized weapon. There's one holding uh, two swords. There's one holding a, a spear. Another one with two daggers and one holding uh, what looks kind of like a mace, but has two wooden ends. I don't know what you would call that in this world, but a, a double-ended wooden mace. Uh, they are wearing armor and masks. Each each of them have a, a mask of a different color. One is blue. One is red. Yeah. One is yellow. Uh, not yellow. I'm sorry. That's the new show. Blue, red. I don't remember their colors. Purple and... What am I forgetting? Orange. Thank you. Blue, red, purple, and orange. And they look, they go, somebody make a pie? Cowabunga, we have not had a pie in so long. Windstalker, my brother, what is happening? Hey, guys. Righteous, righteous. They're adolescent biohazard shinobi tortoises. We're definitely dead, Clay. <laughs> They're surprisingly good for how young they are. Hey, hey, we are proudly 18 years old. We are teenage turtles who kick butt, man. Don't be jealous because you're, like, ancient and, like, 30, bro, okay? That's on you. That's on you 33. for getting old. That was your choice, and you made it. Plan on getting older. Let's get this taken care of. All right. First, 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 we break pie. Then we talk whatever nonsense you guys are dealing with right now. I I just let let me let me introduce let me introduce myself and my brothers. This is the uh one with the double wood mace. My name is Namse. Righteous, nice to meet you. Over here with the swords. I got my uh brother Drail. He's a little on the quiet, serious side. Don't mind him, he's all He's very like Windstalker here. He's all about the balance and all that kind of stuff. But in a fight, blades are pretty awesome. Over there, the one that's kind of looking at uh, your packages, that's um, that's Retep. He is our brainy guy. He's got the you know the purple going on. He likes to investigate stuff. Don't mind him. You can look over. Retep's pulled down over his uh, face uh, some goggles. And he's kind of just looking at the weapons that Swordfire has made. And uh, over there, hey, man, what the heck? You see the the one with the red and the daggers is already cutting up the pizza with his daggers. That's uh, Nivik. He's uh, he's just, he's rude, you know, but he's righteous. It's all good. Um, and we are, you know, the Teenage Turtle Paladins of Week. Nice to meet you. Who are you peeps? Uh, you're you're going to make sure to wash that after you, you cut the pie with it, right? Did you wash it before you cut the pie? <laughs> Nivik just looks at you, shrugs, licks it, licks both sides of his blade, and goes back to cutting it. There you go. Hey, the bird, oh, well. dude! The bird, they oh, my talk! My might be outdated. Hold on. Whoa! I thought, we don't see a lot of talking animal people, so bird, bird dude, up high. Give me a high five, talking animal high five. Kai looks directly into the camera and then does a high five. <laughs> Righteous. All right. What is your name, Birdman? Let me guess. Is is it is it is it Birdman? That's all I got. I'm sorry. I'm hungry. No, I, I'm oh, quite. I think they prefer bird person. Bird person. Oh. oh, that works. Whatever works. Hey. We teenage turtles are all about what you want to be called. T bird person 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 bird. What do you go by, my my, it's my just, animal brother? It's just Quay. Just, just Quay. Nice to meet you, though. Nice to meet you, Sir Quay. Nice to meet you, Just Quay. That's a righteous name, man. I dig it. Yeah, I'm all about justice. Oh, so Quay, no just. Right. Now, hold on. Put it in the memory banks. Gotcha. All right. Then we got a Twilic. I've seen people like you before. What do you go by? I am Lady Eris of the Many Colors. Okay. All right. Is the pie just for us, or are we all sharing here? Is this like a... What's going on? I think Quack can't eat cheese. 
<laughs> lactose intolerant. Yeah, everyone on Weeks lactose intolerant, so Aaron's not eating it. <laughs> I like how we've established that as There's a lactose intolerance field in the atmosphere. It's part of the high yeah, levels of the water. force, I guess. It causes <laughs> you to be lactose intolerant. It balances it out. Anarchy won't eat pizza without pineapple on it, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. More for us. See them just, just divvy up that thing into four big old slices, and they're just chomping on it. And uh, Drail is quietly eating his food and goes over to Aaron. What do you need from us? You generally don't call us unless it is serious. So what what has happened? What has Lord Moment done now? Well, we we got some help here. We're going to take him out. They all stop eating their pizza. And they look at each other. Right? So, you're serious, dude? We are... Yeah. Nice. These these two? Let me tell you something. They're not from here. They're from up there. And he does a thumb upwards. They, they all look up at the roof. They're from the ceiling? F- f- further. A little further. A little further than the ceiling. They're from... Like the stars. The stars. That's what I was getting so at. So then... Where Tep goes and stops. Stops investigating all this stuff and goes, The stars? So, Swordfire, you were correct all this time. I take back half of what I said about you being crazy, insane, and out of your gourd. Apparently. Just half. Just That's half. right. I mean, Windstalker, dude, we know him. He is at least half crazy. But the stars. So yep. the travel is true. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I have some theories about that. It does tie into an idea I have about Lord Moman and his longevity. We may have to talk about this if we survive this encounter. I am intrigued. This is nice. You see him pull out a little pad, like a parchment pad, and he's writing down some notes. He's smiling and nodding. Right. Interesting. I like this. I just need to clarify. Uh, we don't actually come from a star. Stars are very hot, and generally people do not live on them. Wait, they're hot? It looks so cold up there. No, there, if you get close, I was surprised too. Yeah, Ratep and Swordfire just like looking at you, and they both look at each other, they start writing notes going, so people don't live on stars, so, so what are stars then? Ticking time bombs. Real hot orbs. Like a ball, but it's hot. And big. So, we like the sun? That's the one. Are you saying the sun's a star? You are. Wow. That's interesting. It does make sense. This is so does... Heresy. I like it. Interesting. So... Interesting. So... Have you... Ratep goes, Swordfire, have you told... Have you told Quay about the Hollow Moon? It's it's due to come back in orbit again. It's been, it's been circling. It's going to come back. Rich and Swordfire goes, No, I, 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 that, oh my god, I can't, oh. He runs over, starts throwing things out of the basket, and he, he hit, runs over to Quay, cause Quay is the brains of the operation now, and <laughs> opens up a journal and shows Quay this kind of rough image of what Quay, since you are a pilot, you've flown ships, you've learned a lot working for the Count, they recognize right away that this hollow moon is basically like a, what's the term, like a, a hyperdrive, like almost like jump portal type thing, where they would use that to, in the olden days, that's how they would first get into hyperdrive before ships had almost their own inbred hyperdrives themselves. So there's this thing floating above this planet that, in theory, if you got a ship to it, you could hyperdrive home. Huh. A hypergate. Hypergate, okay, you see him, he crosses out Hollow Moon, and he writes Hypergate on top. That's a much better name. Retro. So. Yeah, we don't, we don't really use these anymore, but. You can use that to go home. In theory, I've never used one before. 
It's the uh, it's it's old it's old technology. But but Quay, you you can fix it though. You can make it work. I think if we get to Lord Moman, we might be able to do something. See, uh, let me sh- Lady Eris, are you familiar with how how hypergates work? Because I just know that they work. I don't know how. So if it's repair, it's going to be you. Of course, I'm familiar. I can fix it. Swordfire goes through it, turns a few more pages, and goes, here, here, this is where Lord Moment is. This is his tower. And you see what is probably the most detailed sketch in the entire book, that he has probably spent the most time on this image. Super, super detailed that it is practically almost like an exterior blue. And uh, Quay and Anarchy you guys recognize that the tower is basically the top of a Star Destroyer. So that top little, I guess, Hmm. essentially the tower command center of a Star Destroyer is somehow sticking out of the ground somewhere, and that is where Lord Moment operates out of. So this... Swordfire, I didn't know you are such a good artist. Well, this... I wish I could take it. This is... Something my my father and my father's father have started to they started to draw it. I've only just improved on it, and I hike I hike to the hills and I can see the tower through my looking glass, and I spend days just trying to figure out what this thing could be. It doesn't match anything natural on week, and I've never seen anyone build it. So the villagers say the old gods put it there for Lord Momen to use, but with 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 Quay and Lady Eris here, we know that's not true. There must have been something from the stars. I think Lord Moman is a lie. At least his godhood. Hmm. What do you think, Lady Eris? Look familiar to me, do you? She recognizes the Star Destroyer and her eyes are about to burst out of her head. <laughs> This is a mighty star temple, and it must be taken intact at all costs. So, um, why don't you do a, um, I'm trying to think what kind of check so you know what kind of star destroyer it is. Either an education, or maybe, uh, knowledge warfare, or... Oh, I can do warfare. Yeah, one of those, because you would know what it, what's a specific one or not. Um, gonna go, it's really old, it's covered with a lot of, a lot of grass. So we're going to go with uh, three purple and two black on the check because it's, you know, it's Star Destroyer, but it's so much, say, like the vines, the moss, it's overgrown with stuff. It's not clear, but you might be able to figure it out. Hey. Come on. Yeah. So Anarchy, you definitely know from the stories of Lord Moman, and you've already rolled well with your knowledge of Lord Moman. It fits the perfect time frame. It was a uh, Sith um, Star Destroyer. And you know that in their height, there were plenty of smaller ships on there. It probably had a fairly large crew on it at one point. So the amount of supplies, at least weaponry and ships that could be on there, easily a dozen or so ships. So even if they have broken over time, you might be able to jerry-rig at least one of them to fly. There should be enough random scrap around that you might be able to get something to work in there if you get inside. So the four uh, brothers, they finish their pizzas. We go, all right, so are we talking, are we killing Lord Moman? Is that what we're doing? I know that, Aaron, you have a strong belief that I respect. This is a drill again. That I respect about balance. You and I both know that killing is not always the best answer. It's often the easiest answer. Are we capturing Lord Moment? Are we specifically going to kill Lord Moment? I need to know so I could make peace with it now. You know, I've had the evening to think about this. I think we're going to take him down. No sense in capturing him. He has brought this world out of balance. He's been around longer than any living person should have. And that's what's doing it. Moment's going down. Fair enough. We will end him and hopefully bring 
a new age to Vossport and maybe week itself. If we no longer have to worry about the unending reach of Lord Moman, we will all be happier. Darkening our souls for the better of everyone else. Unfortunately, we cannot start this plan right away. We have to fulfill a promise. There is a food shipment coming in to Vosport. We know the raiders will try to take over. And as much as we want to stop Lord Moman, the people of Vosport also need to eat. So we must take care of this. Then we can meet you on the outsides of Vosport, down by the docks. We can show you our lair. If you want to help us, more help is encouraged, it is useful, and we will clearly be able to thwart the bandits. But this is not your fight, it is not your business. You owe Vosport and its people nothing. It is truly up to you what you want to do. I literally owe Vosport and its people nothing. Uh, I want these two to decide. You have welcomed us in here when you didn't have to, and it would be remiss of us not to offer what assistance we can. This is your world. If this is what you believe is best for it, then I know that I will try to help you accomplish your goal. And you, Lady Aerith. Yeah, sure. Well said, Quai. Lady Aerith. Let's go kick some right up butt. Thanks for listening to the Flight Risk Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please head over to iTunes and leave an iTunes review. Those really help other people find the show. If you want to help us create more great Flight Risk episodes, please head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash flightriskpod. If you want to help us in a way that doesn't involve credits leaving your pocket, please spread the word on social media. We can be found on Twitter at FlightRiskPod and on Facebook. You can choose the light. You can choose the dark. But sometimes, you have no choice but to run. Who's saying that I run? I don't run. I just walk away because I stop caring. Who said that I run?